What if you could eat cookie dough and pudding that actually improved your metabolism and gut health? When something sounds too good to be true, it usually is, but I'm talking about cookie dough and pudding made with resistant starch, sometimes referred to as the skinny starch, which is a secret metabolic weapon you might not know about. Let's take a deep dive. Welcome to the Perfect Metabolism Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Vance. I'm a nutritionist, yoga instructor, and author of the book, The Perfect Metabolism Plan. I've been focused on metabolism optimization for over a decade, and I'm here to tell you that contrary to popular opinion, it doesn't have to be all downhill after we hit 40. This podcast is general in nature, not medical advice, and for informational purposes only. Talk to your doctor if you have questions about how this information applies to you. On today's podcast, I want to introduce you to one of my secret weapons, resistant starch. It's sometimes called the skinny starch because it helps with metabolism, blood sugar, digestion, and many other benefits, including some people are kind of talking about it as being one aspect of nature's ozempic. Resistant starch, not only is it a natural way of creating fullness, It comes with positive side benefits as opposed to negative side effects, which we're seeing in some of these other um, medications. So what is it? Resistant starch is a type of carbohydrate or starch that basically resists digestion, as the name implies, meaning it passes through the stomach and the small intestine relatively unchanged. When resistant starch reaches the colon, it serves as a prebiotic fiber. Prebiotic means it is food for the good bacteria or probiotic, the bacteria biotics in your gut. So basically it helps to seed and feed good bacteria in our gut. So it's sometimes referred to as the skinny starch because resistant starch can really truly benefit our health in a number of ways, including supporting a healthy weight and digestion and reducing hunger, improving blood sugar. The benefits of consuming resistant starch includes stabilizing blood sugar and improving insulin sensitivity. Studies have found that a 33 to 50% improvement in insulin sensitivity after four weeks of consuming 15 to 30 grams per day. Now that's a pretty high dose of resistant starch. You're not going to jump right into that amount. And, you know, so that, that's something to consider. But I mean, a 33 to 50% improvement is pretty amazing. Even if you consumed half that or even a third of it, you'll still get a pretty decent improvement. Another thing, um, a 2004 study by Janine uh, Janine Higgins, PhD at the University of Colorado Health Sciences, found that it, eating one daily meal containing five grams of resistant starch increased the ability to burn fat by 23%. So five grams is really doable, and an increased fat burning ability by 23% is a powerful impact. Another benefit is longer lasting energy. Because resistant starch is digested more slowly, it serves as a source of energy for much longer than simple or even complex carbohydrates. This could be beneficial for athletes if well tolerated by their GI tract, but just really for anyone that just wants longer lasting energy. And especially if you're someone that's kind of one of those people that gets low blood sugar or you know, you're on that sugar roller coaster where you have the highs and lows, this is gonna really help to stabilize that. 
Another benefit is satiety. When you feel satisfied, um, it reduces our appetite because you feel fuller, longer, and again, have that longer lasting energy. So you're going to be more satisfied for longer. So there are four types of resistant starch. The first type, type one, are certain foods contain the resistant starch naturally. And these are usually plant-based foods that, and they have a cellular structure within them that offers resistant to digestion. Legumes are one. That's why a lot of, you know, the blue zones, you know, tout eating beans, eating legumes. Um, they have natural resistant starch, really good fiber. Um, another one, and this one's my favorite, are tiger nuts. And then also some whole grains as well naturally have resistant starch. Another type, type two, are the starches that are naturally resistant to digestion in their raw or unripened state. So, for example, green bananas. Um, a green banana contains resistant starch but when, before it's ripened. But as it ripens, it loses that resistant starch and the sugar content goes up. So one of the better times to eat a banana is when it doesn't have the brown spots on it and there's still a little bit of green on that stem. That's going to contain more resistant starch in it and less sugar. Other types of type 2 resistant starch are raw potatoes, or you can also get potato flour or starch, and green plantains. Type 3 are starches that become resistant to digestion after they've been cooked and then cooled, such as cooked then cooled potatoes, rice, or pasta. Now, if you reheat these foods once they've been cooked and cooled, they will lose some of the resistant starch, but will retain some. So if you're someone that likes to batch cook rice and things like that ahead of time, this is great for you. You know, there's a big difference between a baked russet potato straight out of the oven and potato salad because the potato salad's going to have some resistant starch. And the fourth type of resistant starch is actually a man-made resistant starch. It's a modified starch. Um, but I think usually it's from corn and it's something that is used by endurance athletes. It'd be kind of like considered a supplement. Um, this type of starch was originally developed for a rare disease called glycogen storage disease. Glycogen storage disease is something that where the body cannot store glucose or glycogen. And this means whoever has this disease needs to eat every couple of hours. Otherwise, they'll have deadly um, drops in their blood sugar. It also can cause muscle weakness. And so researchers found that resistant starch actually could extend that window where they um, needed to eat. So that really shows you how powerful resistant starch can be for satiety and longer lasting energy. That's a t the, the fourth type of starch is not something I'm interested in using just because I'd prefer to use the more natural types, but I know that there are products that, that have it. My personal favorite source of resistant starch is tiger nuts. I've tried a lot of different ones. I've tried the green banana flour. That's, that's a pretty good source as well. Um, the potato starch is, is, is really um, another option, but I really like tiger nuts um, just because it's sort of my favorite way of using it. 
The thing about tiger nuts, despite having the word nut in its name and they look like nuts, they're not actually nuts. They're in the tuber family, which is basically in the same family as potatoes. They kind of look like little shriveled up garbanzo beans and they're very chewy and kind of a nutty, a little bit of a sweet taste. I find that the easiest way to incorporate them is by using the tiger nut flour. You can also buy the little whole tiger nuts and snack on them. Um, Tiger nuts flour is a great option for people who are gluten or grain free because it's gluten, grain, nut free and dairy free flour. And I find that it can actually be replaced as a one-to-one to regular flour in a lot of recipes. One of the main benefits of resistant starch is that once it's introduced into the colon, a beneficial shorty, a beneficial fatty acid, a short chain fatty acid develops called butyric acid or butyrate. I think you're going to be hearing a lot about butyrate coming up soon. It's starting to become a superstar in um, nutrition. And so there's products that are coming out. But butyrate is shown to reduce inflammation, improve our intestinal gut lining, so it it lessens the permeability of our intestinal wall, and it improves our metabolism. So regularly consuming resistant starch is even associated with a reduction in our risk for colon cancer, which is the fourth most common type of cancer now. And it's something, you know, years and years ago, it was something that you didn't see until midlife and above, but now it's starting to affect people younger and younger. So we really need to start thinking about taking better care of our gut from an early age. According to uh, Dr. Chris Damon, a gastroenterologist at the University of Washington School of Medicine, butyrate could be the vitamin D of the next decade, the sunshine from within molecule. I think that's such a cool quote. He also said that butyrate, even at low levels, has direct effects on immune cells and neurons in the gut, body, and brain. So it is kind of a pretty amazing molecule. In addition to consuming resistant starch, you can also take a butyrate supplement, and there's a number of different options on on the market. I've actually been taking a really amazing supplement for several months that has butyrate, it has immunoglobulins, which um, the immunoglobulins in it help to lower the populations of bad bacteria. And then it also contains spore probiotics, which are really cool um, types of probiotics. They helped to seed the gut with good bacteria. They're very well tolerated, and they also don't need to be refrigerated. And they get through the stomach acid to get to work in the colon where they set up new colonies of good bacteria. Um, the supplement is called Prime Gut, and I have a link in the show notes if you're interested in, in checking it out. It's really pretty amazing. It's by, I've taken a lot of digestive supplements over the years, and it is, I have to say, the best gut supplement I've ever taken. And I find that it helps with uh, both sides of digestion issues. I've, you know, constipation or loose stools, as well as bloating and discomfort. Um, it also boost the immune system as well. So it's it's really pretty powerful. Um, I, the dosage on the bottle is three capsules, but I always recommend starting with one because you may benefit just from one. That might be all you need. And it also is nice to kind of ease into it if you're trying to, you know, get that gut bacteria to adjust. So I truly think resistant starch is one 
very powerful secret weapon for the metabolism. One thing to really know, though, if you're interested in adding it to your diet, as with any type of fiber, you want to go slow. Just know when you're increasing your fiber intake, there can be shifts in your microbiome. And sometimes there can be an adjustment period where you can get some gas or bloating or discomfort. And so I always recommend starting with a very small amount and then increasing gradually to allow your digestive system to adjust. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of evidence that resistant starch can help to resolve digestive issues and conditions, but realize that if you do have some issues in there, some dysbiosis, um, just know that, again, there can be this adjustment period. And depending on the severity of your condition, sometimes it's better to actually work on resolving the conditions before you jump into resistant starch. Because if you have a very severe dysbiosis, um, you might need to do something a little bit more drastic than just the resistant starch. So if you're if you try it and you experience some side effects, um, you know consider having your gut health evaluated to rule out some kind of an infection or something. But one of the other interesting things that we're seeing with these uh, with resistant starch is it's kind of one of nature's answers to these new GLP one agonist drugs. And unless you've been living under a rock, you know about them. They're, they're, one of the names is Ozempic, and they're really helping people to lose drastic amounts of weight. Uh, one of the ways they do that is slowing the transport of food through the body, and it does make someone feel fuller longer, and, and basically because you are fuller longer. But my feeling is that's a very bad idea to slow motility through the body. I personally, I've mentioned that I've had my, started as a child having chronic constipation for much of my life. Um, and that is really connected to slow motility a lot of times. I'll definitely be doing an episode of digestion very soon. Um, but one of the major reasons we can develop bad bacterial overgrowths in our small intestine, this is sometimes called SIBO, is when our motility is slow. So when it's not working very well, it can cause also reflux and things like that. Our food is basically designed and should be moving through our digestive tract. And slowing that process down can come at a price. You can develop digestive issues um, like nausea, reflux, um, constipation. And in severe cases, we're seeing some people are coming down with the stomach paralysis as a result of these GLP-1 agonists. The most common symptom is nausea. So when your food sits in your stomach for extended periods of time, this encourages the overgrowth of bad bacteria, kind of like a putrefaction of the food in there. It's not meant to be sitting there, right? And, you know, again, we can create this dysbiosis. There are also some reports of these GLP-1 drugs causing bad breath, halitosis, and it could be connected to this slowing, slow motility. Um, the other thing that they're finding is, is anesthesiologists are cautioning people who are taking these drugs that you need to stop them way, way before having any kind of surgery because, um, you know, the normal amount of fasting is not enough for people on these because the food is not moving through fast enough. So, you know, the cool thing about resistant starch is that it helps to boost the production of GLP-1 via fermentation in the gut. And so that's very cool. Instead of 
you know, causing this, this slow motility, you're creating that GLP-1 through the fermentation process. So you get that feeling of fullness and you improve your gut health instead of slowing the motility. So if you're interested in learning more about resistant starch, I put together an ebook called The Skinny Starch. It includes the benefits, sources of, of resistant starch, tips, and then also 15 recipes, including my cacao pudding, cookie dough balls, and more. You'll find a link to The Skinny Starch in the show notes below or on my website, saravance.com. So thanks so much for listening to this mini episode today. And drop a comment below if you give resistant starch a try. I want to hear what you think of it. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. I've got lots more great stuff coming. This is your Perfect Metabolism Podcast.